fourth part of right effort is the maintenance, the deepening, the bringing to perfection of the seven factors of awakening. Now this is the most beautiful part of this gardening process. Remember that the simile, the analogy that I like to use for the four right efforts is gardening. The first two are unwholesome. Uh, there are the weeds and things that you want to get rid of in the garden. And there's a good deal of sweat to that. It's prevention and removal. Prevention is mulching of something, or, and uh, removal is weeding. And then we have planted the wholesome factors, the fruits and vegetables, in the third part of right effort. That is, we have initiated the seven factors of, an, of awakening. Now is actually the beautiful part of gardening. It's mostly a matter of watering and tending, aerating, uh, just adjusting the conditions to for optimal growth of these seven factors of awakening. And they are now in uh, their tender phase and they need to be brought to full maturity and abundance so that they bring the ultimate fruit and the ultimate fruit of this is enlightenment. Once we get to enlightenment, then the, the seven factors are irreversible. They don't decline. There are stages of enlightenment and they need further um, development, but at some point here they are no longer in danger of withering away. Now the seven factors are mindfulness, investigation of phenomenon or phenomena, which means the three characteristics, anicca, dukkha, anatta, the impermanence of things, the unsatisfactory nature of existence, the selfless, insubstantial nature of existence. And so these are what is being investigated with the development of mindfulness. Uh, of course, mindfulness has to be trained. It's been brought into existence, but it's, it's the, if you remember, it's the sentry. And that sentry gets better and better and better at its job. That is to prevent the entrance of the five hindrances and to allow the entrance of truth. And truth comes in the form of samatha, and vipassana, that is serenity and insight. That is welcomed in, the five hindrances are removed. Now this uh, third factor is energy, and this also tells you the characteristic of Buddhism. Energy is probably the most frequently mentioned factor. That is that you can make effort, it's not coming from externals, and it's not going to arrive by accident, you actually have to stir up the effort and make the effort yourself. And there's lots of misdirection in a contemporary society about the nature of this. There's questions whether you can do anything about your condition, and the Buddha is very adamant, you can and you should. And it's a beautiful practice, raising energy, 
this results again in joy and joy is a very active, strong and of course welcome emotion. If you ever have questioned whether Buddhism is kind of just a, a very serious and humorless kind of experience, then no, it's not. Joy is profoundly cultivated and should be uh, developed to its maximum. It will tend to naturally swing into serenity. Now, I like to use the analogy of gardening through the day. In the morning, organizing things, feeling the heat of the sun, working away. It's good exercise. There's a beauty, a joy. There's energy in this. But in the afternoon, when you're finished, you go up on the porch and wash your face, sit down, pour yourself a glass of lemonade. And as you sit on the porch looking at your garden, that energy that was put into it and the joy of the work in the morning is now subsiding into something called tranquility and serenity. Uh, very natural that energy and joy are followed by tranquility and serenity. We don't want to do them in the reverse order, usually because serenity and tranquility can turn into sleepiness, drowsiness, or, or uh, lack of energy. So usually serenity follows energetic joy. And if this tranquility is maintained as you sit there, eventually something happens most mysterious that one enters into a very profound state of stillness. And this stillness is full of pleasure and it's the stillness, the relief from the incessant activities of the mind. Even, even wholesome types of thoughts become wearisome after a while. The lack of thinking processes and yet there's energy and sweetness in this experience. On the far side of this samadhi experience, the sixth factor, the samadhi experience, which should be done again and again and again, cultivated, developed, brought to perfection. One should try to enter it quickly. One should try to stay in it a long time. And one should know how to change the mind as well after emerging from samadhi. This, of course, is a very supernormal condition. This is the abundant and beautiful part of the gardening. These are uh, uh, very large fruits of the, of the practice. There's a prize-winning sort of uh, abundance. Now, the last factor is equanimity. This is the satisfaction that one has in the development of these seven factors of awakening and the balancing of them and the ability to return to them anytime. So you, you realize that tomorrow you can just step out into your garden again and pick whatever you like. The cucumbers, the tomatoes, the flowers for the table are all there. And that's a very beautiful experience. Equanimity is, this, is the result of having done the work. There's a solid and balanced center to the personality that can only come when these faculties, these capacities, these seven factors have been developed and deepened and become accessible at will. 
And now this is not a hobby that you do one hour in the afternoon. This is something, these factors are carried around through the entire day and right into the night. Now, and they, they will change consciousness even in sleep. In fact, they will transform the contents even of dreams. They will affect the experience of the body, both your, your own direct experience, but also the health of the body, how the body functions, the heart rate, the respiration rate, are all changed by these factors of awakening. And so great transformations and a, a transformation of personality as well. You're no longer the same person. This is the enlightened person is not the unenlightened person. And so there is no core to personality. There is no intrinsic identity to any person. So the factors of the five hindrances are left behind and the seven factors have taken their place. And one is walking around with a new mind and a new being and thinking in new ways and experiencing in new ways. And these ways are the height of the human possibilities. So I encourage all of you to aspire to this and to be inspired by this. I wish you uh, success in the development of the seven factors of enlightenment and their maintenance and deepening.